Dear Chriselle. Hello, Chriselle. Let this inscription at the beginning of our podcast remind you of how grateful we are for your support. Thank you very much for your donation. I'm sure Seb really appreciates it. And please, keep believing in yourself. Love, Seb. And sigh. Let me put a couple of kisses there. Should we do that or is that a bit too much? No, put a couple of kisses on. A couple of kisses, couple of kisses, yeah. Kiss, kiss. Right, should we start the pod? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Big Bicycle Trip. I'm Surian Patel and he is Seb Bryce. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Finishing up the first week of cycling. It's been uh, interesting, to say the least. Well, maybe I'll get into it now. You call it the first week of cycling, but I do believe you've done a lot of this journey on public transport. <laughs> right, okay. Everyone needs to catch a ferry to No, 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 no. You know what I mean. Okay, so what you're referring to is the fact that, thanks to Storm Dennis creating an apocalyptic flood in Yorkshire, I was forced to get the train to make sure I got to my ferry on time. I mean, I feel like that's an incorrect use of the word forced there. You've opted to get the train. Instead of cycle, the first part of your journey. The doorstep mile, how many times have you mentioned it? And you bottled it. I did cycle the first part of my journey, actually. I cycled to the station. <laughs> well, the whole 50 metres or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, it was just after speaking to a lot of people. Yeah, no, in it all seriousness, it, it didn't seem like you'd be able to cycle that day. Yeah, and I just didn't want to miss the ferry. Didn't want to start on a bad, stressed setting. So I thought, relax, get the train, get to Holland, and then let the fun begin. Ah, yes. So you cycled from York. Oh, sorry, you got the train. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do it then. So you got the train from York to Newcastle. Yeah, then cycled over to the port and hopped on a ferry and enjoyed a nice overnight trip into Amsterdam. Ah, what was your ferry like? Was it a bit Titanic without the iceberg? Hopefully. Actually, surprisingly smooth, or at least I slept through it, so I assume it was smooth. Oh, decent. Had a room to myself. Didn't oh, manage to make any. Someone's on board. doing well. Them donations are flooding in, aren't they? Cheers, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, and then landed the next morning just outside of Amsterdam in Eindhoven. I think I said that horribly wrong, but. Eindhoven? I think it's Eindhoven. No, that's a different place entirely. Oh, okay. I moved in. So where did Doesn't you go? Doesn't matter either way. Say it again. I then I I I I moved in. <laughs> I moved. Don't piss off our Dutch fans on episode three. Uh, well, I've got only good things to say about the home of my forefathers, the land of my forefathers. I returned and I cycled around it, and it was delightful. Triumphant return. I guess Holland's quite bike friendly, isn't it? So I imagine it's quite easy to get around there. I have never been anywhere so bike-friendly in my life. There were dedicated highways, signposts to everything. I didn't have to get a map out at all. I just followed the signposts. Ah, straight through. Did you sleep over in Holland then one night? So first night I went up and stayed at my uncle and aunt's. They bulked me up with a lot of carbs, and then I headed out south. To? Oh, just south. Uh, First stop, Amsterdam, (laughs) then Utrecht. You don't, have, you don't have like Sorry. a really good plan, do you? You just got compass directions. I'm going to go east, I'll go south for a bit. 
Yeah, there's absolutely no plan. What's the point? It's changing every day. I had a spectacular interaction pretty much at the very start of the trip with a woman that saw me on my bike early on the first morning. And she just turns to me and goes, oh, where are you cycling? And I imagine she assumed I was going to say something like, Amsterdam and I hadn't really decided how I was going to answer that question yet because it depends how I'm feeling but I thought you know what today's good I'm just going to go with it and I just said China and she laughed I laughed and I thought well I need to part ways on good terms here so I I then kind of said do you know if it's left or right (laughs) and I thought what a witty exit I'll ride off now the traffic lights have gone green she'll enjoy it I'll enjoy it oh everyone's had good fun but it turns out, about 150 metres down the road, I realised I'd gone the wrong yeah. way <laughs> and had to cycle back up past her <laughs> and go right instead of left. Very enjoyable. Uh, and I just that really summarises the trip perfectly. I've told some people what I'm doing. We've all laughed about it. And then I go and do something that demonstrates the fact that I am incapable of doing it. <laughs> it demonstrates how ill-prepared you are for this whole, this yeah. whole thing. It sounds like you're in a rom-com. <laughs> I feel like she's going to meet you in China at some point. We run into each other's it'll, arms. It'll be a beautiful moment. Mm. But oh. yeah, fairly easy cycling the first few days. It's literally just the nicest bike ways. So there's like highways, is there, with cycle lanes? Yeah, literally everywhere. I took a little scenic route because I was in no hurry, which followed a load of canals, which was quite nice. Nothing some interesting time. villages. So what was that? You have got loads of time. I am in no hurry. No. Trying to think of some highlights that I passed through. Oh, yeah, there was this one place, very small, quaint village that is completely surrounded by the grass dam barriers. What? It's called Houston, I think. I don't think you've cycled that far, to be honest. <laughs> Houston. <laughs> and yeah, it literally, it's really small and it's completely surrounded by flood barriers. I felt like you could do with them in New York, to be honest. Yeah. Take that back home. And it was such a beautiful little village. No one was there. I cycled through, did a bit of exploring. I didn't meet a single person. It could have been an apocalyptic town for all I knew. Everyone was clearly avoiding the terrible weather. But other than that, delightful. Oh, yeah. What's the weather been like? Like, Here it's not been great, obviously, the last few days. Kind of got the remnants of, uh, of Dennis. Yeah, it's not been great here either. A lot of rain, but luckily most of it has fallen once my tent's up. Oh, that's good timing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you is... did get a new tent, didn't you, as well, actually? Forgot to mention. Yeah, I've upgraded. It was decided that it might be wise for me to get something a bit more steady. What was wrong with the other one? It couldn't stand on its own. And oh. when you find those spots, where, when you're in a hurry to find somewhere to sleep and you haven't got um, any grass nearby, my tent would not have done the job. Yeah, oh, I'll tell you what, I had my first interaction with the police. Oh, already? Already. We Proper knew it would eventually come. Brits abroad, eh? What you like? What you like? Well, wait for it. We knew it was going to come eventually, obviously. Living my lifestyle. Going to rub up against the feds. But uh, it, it was day two, and I'm cycling through Leerdam. Yeah. Just stopped in a cafe to warm up my hands and feet because I couldn't feel them. And... I was walking out of the town because it's a pedestrian zone, clearly signposted, walking out, yeah. and some people cycle past, and then about 50 metres ahead, the police pull them over and tell them off. And then I walk past with my bike, and this woman's saying, oh, I just didn't see the signs, I didn't see the signs. And the policeman goes, oh, did you see the signs? What, to you? Yeah, I was <laughs> caught out for being an exemplary citizen. Oh, you sound like you're in a bit of a grass, to be honest. 
as soon as you realized i was english he was just like oh on your way you should have stood up for your fellow cyclist there and gone actually no i didn't but i was walking so it was implied (laughs) he was calling me out for being an exemplary dutch citizen god what swat honestly I could not recommend Holland enough for cycle touring, though, for everyone. It's the flattest place I've ever been. Cycle lanes everywhere. I didn't see a single hill until I crossed into Germany this afternoon, and boom, there it was, straight away. Apart from that, it's been flat cycling for three days straight. I guess that's what you want, isn't it? A nice kind of easy start into it. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone's on their bikes. And a lot of the uh, older generation are on e-bikes. Oh, yeah. I've ridden one of those before, actually. You can get, like, Uber e-bikes. And they just kept it. They kept overtaking me <laughs> in these hard winds. And this old lady just breezes past me with a smile on her face. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Finally, <laughs> one of them did stop and talk to me. And afterwards, I just went, do you mind if I just sit on your wheel? And so this granny literally slipstreamed me into Amsterdam, <laughs> which is quite helpful. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Amsterdam. <laughs> so if you can't tell, I'm pretty tired. Um, no, I don't experience. Think you can tell. No, well, I, I imagine you are tired. How so, how far have you cycled altogether then? I think. A- I've been doing about 110 each day. I did 130 today because I wanted to reach Dusseldorf. But Kilometers. I've been sitting just over 100. Yeah, good effort. Oh, so where did you stop the first night? I found a nice little spot on the floodplains just south of Utrecht. Good pronunciation there. Thank you. It was actually a really nice view of a stunning motorway bridge. And I don't mean that sarcastically. I actually inspired my... <laughs> And then the clouds came in and the storm started and it got less nice. But otherwise, a solid first day. Second night, I found a forest just outside of Eindhoven. That's the Eindhoven I mentioned earlier, is it? Not the other yeah. Eindhoven. Okay, gotcha. And the storm was really picking up there. Like My tent was flattening in the wind. It was kind of unnerving. Didn't get much sleep. When you're um, in the tent, where's the bike? I padlock it to one of the poles. Very secure. Oh, okay. Someone gets sex the whole thing. Yeah, so, no, well, the very easy way to get around the padlock situation is to just take the pole out and <laughs> lift the bike away. But I'm hoping that will wake me up as the tent collapses. Yeah, I've got a previous with uh, your bike. I don't mean to bring this up again. I know it was quite a dark, dark time in your life <laughs> when you were doing the Labour in Bath. I'm not making that mistake again. <laughs> Although that's famous last words, touch wood. Let's not talk about <laughs> it. I feel like we're tempting fate. not mention it. Well, I guess anyone doesn't know. What happened? Didn't you um, you go into a restaurant, leave your bike outside, <laughs> you'd come back with the food. Somebody had nicked it. Yeah, and they'd <laughs> left my helmet, which was really unsafe of them. <laughs> and seemed to take a lot of effort to unclip it from the bike. If I was in a hurry nicking a bike, I'd take anything attached. But they unclipped it, clipped it onto the railing, and then left. You must have had some proper greasy hair back then. If someone looked at that and gone... <laughs> A thief has picked it up and has gone out of their way to leave the helmet behind. Well, I wore that helmet home with pride <laughs> as I walked. Did you still take the food to uh, the person's house? Jogged there with it, I don't know. No, no, no. I went straight back in the restaurant and said, I'm not delivering this. <laughs> and then Deliveroo called me up and asked, why haven't you delivered this yet? And I was just like, my bike's been nicked. 
fucked. I've already told you. Uh, anyway, stop, stop. We no, can't no, talk no, about this. Not, it's sorry, upsetting. I, I don't know why I mentioned that. I shouldn't have brought that up here. I know it was quite upsetting for you at the time. It's uh, funny for me still. So you've come. <laughs> So you've come in a forest second night then. Yeah, it's quite unnerving. I obviously because this isn't this podcast isn't just about the laughs. We want to touch on serious topics such as the stress of these first few nights while wild camping, and it's completely irrational. Like I found spots where no one is going to walk or find me at all. Like I'm perfectly fine, but yet in my head, my head's just going off on one. What are you worried about? Are you worried about someone taking your stuff or just being told off uh, for camping? Oh, just someone telling me to move at, you know, 11 at night when it's pouring down. Yeah, no, I see. Well, I'm not even sure what I'm scared of, but yeah. And word of advice, in these moments when the stress of camping is getting to you, don't then try to blow up your camp bed because I literally was always having a full-on panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to try to blow up my hair bed. Oh. I was like, oh my word, not again. I need to take a moment, count to three, realise I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Yeah, I seem to know. I don't think anyone's going to go out of their way to tell you to move. Yeah, if if someone did notice, it's unlikely, unless it's their land, that they're going to ask you to yeah. go. And I try not to go. I'm normally on public land, so I really should be fine. But yeah, it's an irrational fear, and I'm sure I'll slowly get used to it. And I was warned that the first few nights would be like this. But Yeah, so it's, well, it's quite daunting, isn't it? I mean, you, you are going to get nervous, and it's going to be quite tough at the start to mm. get into it. I think once you get into it and you've, like, camped a few nights, cycled quite a bit, you'll probably be all right. But I, don't, I wouldn't worry too much about someone having a go at you. In the same way that I, I mean, seriously, not as a joke, if you see like, a homeless person outside, no one's going to take time to move, are they? No, that's true. So, and that, that's in the same vein. I can't imagine anyone's going to be a, that much of a bastard to uh, to come and ask you to, to move off the side of the road or wherever you are. But it sounds like yeah. you're camping in quiet spots anyway out of the way, so someone will do well oh, to yeah. find you. It sounds like it's only going to be like doggers that are going to stumble across you. <laughs> and I reckon they're quite friendly people, to be honest. They'll just climb in. (laughs) I am sadly today at lunchtime or sometime around lunchtime, exact time unknown, lost a vital part of my bike. The wheel's gone. No, the wheels are still there. I lost the... How many more parts of the bike is there? (laughs) I got given, as I left by a friend, an air horn. Oh, yeah. Like one where you squeeze the lung and it hoots. Oh, yeah, like a was, kind of comedy one. Yeah, and I was absolutely loving it. Like, it works great as a bell. I was using it on everyone because it's kind of funny. And so they're not as offended when I when they move out of the way if you're riding around with a weird horn. But I looked down today to use it, and the lung had fallen off. Oh, heartbreaking. So it's completely useless. <laughs> can you can you not blow into it and it's like it's a noise? <laughs> You could use it I didn't trumpet. try that, <laughs> but I should have. Because when you arrive at new new destinations, you can signal to everyone that you've arrived in a quick blow of the horn. I really wish I hadn't put it in the bin now, but it didn't seem like worth keeping once the other half of it had gone. Oh. It does make me think I should create a little segment here for the podcast where I just go through the things that didn't make it through the last week. <laughs> yeah. So, Where'd actually... <laughs> Can you, as I talk, can you put some nice, sad, you know, I've, I think there's some sad choral stuff that I've got in the organ files. I'm going to assume the silence means he's noting this down. It's all great. Yeah, Perfect. Definitely. Feel free to leave this little creating bit in as well. You know, why not? A little behind the scenes look, eh? The big bicycle yeah. trip. 
So have you lost anything else in the process? I mean, it's not like you've had an eventful few days to start off with. Well, it's been a very sad week for me and my belongings, actually, Sai. Um, oh, I'd just like to start with a shout-out to the air horn. I would like to point out I gave it the send-off it deserved and put it in the correct recycling bins. And also, I lost my backlight. Oh, I feel that's quite, feel like that's quite important. This is quite important. And also, I haven't actually seen it since I started, so there's every chance it's still at home. And Tasha, if you could check, that would be great. <laughs> um, and so far, that's all I've lost, and that ends the um, eulogy section. Oh, yeah, well, back next week for more of that, I imagine. The best one's going to be when you <laughs> be on the phone and you're like, and this week's so I, I've lost my tent. <laughs> so that's what's uh, day two so where are you now i am in dusseldorf ah some more excellent pronunciation you really fit in with locals aren't you i really do try it's really easy actually i've spoken to every single person i've passed in holland and germany and it's really easy because in holland all you have to say is hoi 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 and you're one of them you fit in what does that mean hello Hi, yeah. Okay. And then in Germany, I've had to be a little bit more adventurous and learn a couple more syllables. So it's now, hello. (laughs) A fun you should mention, actually, because I thought it'd be quite useful if I could teach you some handy phrases for each of the countries you're going through. So I guess you're going to be in Germany for a few days yet. Mm -hmm. So I thought I could teach you some handy German phrases uh, with the help of Google Translate. So starting off with this. So I think if I, I'll play it to you. And then you repeat it back to me, you know, classic GCSE language lessons. Excellent yeah, I remember it well. Kind of thing, right? Ready? Okay. Hello, wie geht's dir? Have a go at that. Hello, wie geht's... What was the final word? I think it's dear. Let me play it again. Hello, wie geht's dear? Hello, wie geht's dear? Ah, lovely. Well, I believe that means, hello, how are you? I'm not sure you need the final word. I've always just said, wie geht's. Oh, f***ing <laughs> Honest, I'm trying to help you <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fine. You, I guess you don't need language lessons, do you? Obviously, you're fluent in German. No, sorry. Come on. Continue. I'd love to learn a few more. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. The next one. Welcher Weg ist der Wald? Oh, the tricky one. That. I'll do, I'll do that again. Welcher Weg ist der Wald? Go on. Have a go. Wenn der Weg ist der Wald? Oh, it's not so funny now, is it? Now you got a tricky one. That I think that's Wege Welche. It's spelled. It's called like Welche Weg ist der Wald. Let me play it again. Welcher Weg ist der Wald? Wege Weg ist der Wald. I think that's it. Try that. Which way is the world? Which way is the forest? <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> I thought that would be quite handy. Uh, yeah, that's that's not a bad shout actually. That could be good for looking for campsites. Yeah. I've got another one for Vig you. Vig. Sorry, I've got to do that again. Yeah, I think that was quite decent. Right, got another one for you. Kannst du bitte meine Mutter anrufen? <laughs> I think she swore at you then. Kannst du bitte meine Mutter anrufen? That means, please can you call my mother? <laughs> Good. <laughs> so when you end up in any, I'm going to need that one. When you end up in any strife. Um, <laughs> here, i got another one for you. Entschuldigung für den Brexit. <laughs> Have a go. I'll play that again for you. Entschuldigung für den Brexit. <laughs> Entschuldigung für den Brexit. Yeah, I mean, sorry about Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, whilst you're touring through all these European countries, you can try and, um, you know, 
do the job with your home secretary. Build some bridges with our former EU friends. I can try. I, I would not quite an approachable argue, person, you know. I thought it might work. No, it's good. I like the idea. I would argue maybe that most of them don't actually care. No, probably not. That we've gone because they've got better things to worry about. But yeah. I will still try and build bridges. Yeah, yeah, you know, a diplomatic mission. Uh, I've got one more for you. Ich möchte nach Hause gehen. I'll do it again, do it again. Ich möchte nach Hause gehen. Ich möchte nach Hause gehen. I think, I think that was right. It looks like ich möchte nach Hause gehen, which is... I a, must go to my house. I would like to go home. Oh, <laughs> that's hopeful. <laughs> when, like you're having that the, when, you're, when you're having a bit of, a bit of a down day. Now I know how to say it in German yeah. when I'm really sad. <laughs> there you go, that helps. That, that is helps. useful. I didn't quite uh, be able, I didn't know how to translate the big bicycle trip uh, into German. But, you know, I think if you just show them the uh, podcast on your phone, get listeners up. Yeah, I'll try and spread the word. Oh, first, when did you get to Germany? Earlier today, was it? Yeah. Oh, how's that going and for you so I far? Didn't, I didn't notice the border or anything. The only thing that changed was cycle lanes disappeared. Oh, not as cyclo-friendly as it, Germany. No. It's still better than the UK, but yeah. it's no longer got bicycle paths lined with gold like Holland does. Oh. So I just passed into Germany, trying to navigate my way through this new bike lane system that's not quite as thorough as the Dutch. And I saw a path heading to the, city, uh, the next town on my list. I was like, excellent, I'll go this way. It turns out, and they didn't say any warnings or anything, they just took me onto a proper swampy track. <laughs> I was cycling through maybe half a foot mud, oh. not moving very fast, but realised that I had to keep going because if I stopped, I'd have to put my feet down and my feet would be soaked and muddy for days. So oh. I just had to plough on through. And it took me about 20 minutes to do a 400 metre stretch of road to get out the other side. And I was just like, there's no way there are not better road options available right here. How is this the way they've chosen to send cyclists? They must really hate us here. <laughs> the endurance part of the, of the trip. So, are you just have you just got a list of cities then, and you're just following road signs to get to all the different places? Well, while the cycling signposts are fairly obvious, it seems the best way to get around. Oh, okay. I just look where I'm trying to get, look at any towns in between, and just head to them. Yeah, because you're not using your your phone, are you, to say battery? Exactly. Yeah, I don't have the charge. Oh, old school. It, yeah, it was quite in Holland. It was easy because I got through Utrecht and suddenly Eindhoven was on a signpost forty kilometers away, and you're like, excellent. I'm just going to follow that for the next three hours. In Germany, it's a little bit harder because I've got to do shorter, smaller towns to keep hopping along. So it's probably not as efficient, but it'll get me there. Yeah, I'm sure you make it. Where are you? Uh, are you are you camping tonight? No, I am not. I'm in a hostel tonight. <laughs> Oh, actually, I knew this because so you've obviously booked your hostel using the uh, the email address we've got for the podcast. <laughs> the big bicycle trip at gmail.com if anyone's interested. And I saw it pop up today at work and I said, do you know what? I might ring the hostel and cancel your reservation. <laughs> <laughs> you turn up after a long day of cycling. And you're like, oh, sorry, Mr. Bryce. You seem to have cancelled your reservation. <laughs> I think I would have cried. Absolutely fuming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't bother in the end. I thought I'd take it easy. You're too kind. Uh, I decided it was time to check in and reset. 
It has been a whole two days. Well, thank you. Well, it it was be it's been a stormy two days. Yeah, and them and trains are difficult, aren't they? They are. How long without feeling your toes should you go before you get worried? Is that a question? That was a question. Oh, okay. Um, three to five working days. <laughs> that seems to be the general response to most things. Anyway, I like the idea of walking around just sort of a bit. It gives me a chance to not have to worry about my bike because I can now walk around without it for a couple of hours, which was refreshing. Oh, that's good. But yeah, so did you manage to stop and see any anything in Holland or do you just kind of just keying it through, cycle all the way? I did, did stop a little bit, but yeah. I was quite wary of my bike. Yeah. I never went more than 50 metres away from it because I got very angst, angsty. Yeah, yeah, no understandable. You got, I guess you could chain it up somewhere and go for a wander every now and again. Yeah, well, it's the bags that can be nicked really easily. The oh, bike, yeah. I can I chain up, but uh, the bags, you unclip and you walk away with them, then I've suddenly got no kit. Oh, which is kind of frustrating. I've not quite figured out how to get around that yet, but I will. And then I can start exploring a bit more. Right now, I'm just kind of getting used to the lifestyle of camp cycle, camp cycle. Yeah, yeah. I guess once you get into that uh, routine and it becomes your life, I guess, it'd be easier for you to go and wander and have a look around, I guess. Yeah. Plus, it's, there's, there's not, it's not very tempting to wander around and look when there's a storm. Yeah, the weather's not been great, has it, so far? Altogether, I guess, you know, last week with your practice ride, and then day one, kind of got ruined by Dennis. It's been a savage start, but it's kind of what I expected when I decided to settle from February. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fine. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. You've convinced me. Well, I haven't convinced <laughs> It's amazing how often in these first few days like that comes into my head. Like, what on earth are you doing, Seb? There's no way you can do this. And you have to kind of fight it and fight it away and convince yourself that it's all okay and to keep going. I wasn't expecting, well, I was expecting that feeling. I just wasn't expecting it quite so savagely so soon. But I think it's just a sharp contrast in lifestyle. Yeah, it is a real shock, isn't it? But I wouldn't worry about it too much. I I think you'll be fine. I'm very impressed. I'll joke aside that you've actually gone through with it and done it. I know it's only been a few days, but like, I couldn't do it. I'm very impressed with you. How far do I have to get before you let me come home? Actually, no, don't answer that because I can see myself hitting that point and going, right, <laughs> get the plane. I'll not let you come home before it stands. Absolutely no chance. I'll, yeah, I mean, it'll be a waste of a trip You've got if to I don't. at least like three of the stands, you know, Turkmen, Uzbek and Kazakh before you can... Uh, oh, you do your research. I know my stands. I've got no more research than you have, to be honest, about this trip. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could navigate better than me right now. It gives you a lot of alone time, though. We discussed this, actually, in the first episode. A lot of alone time. We're not going to make that cheap joke again. No, but it is, like, I knew it was coming, and it's something I wanted to face, and it still is quite tough. Yeah, this was the thing that I thought you struggled most with, to be honest, just having all of your time by yourself. And it definitely is what I'm struggling most with. So the days aren't very long at the moment, so it gets dark at six, and I'm normally pitched up and in bed at that time. And my body still can't quite convince itself to go to sleep at six. So I've got at least two hours of lying there trying to well either read a book or do a crossword oh yeah in the minimal light that i've got on my wind up talk oh, you said you were going to read shakespeare didn't you i mean i haven't stepped onto that one yet but i have actually got it on my on the kindle 
Oh, okay. <laughs> it's there and ready. It's just waiting. I also got about 200 other books, including Harry Potter's, which I'm sure I'll go to before I finally face Shakespeare. But I like to think eventually I'll run out of books and I'll be forced to read some Shakespeare. So as I said, I've had a lot of time and part of that's been doing cryptic crosswords. And I also said I'd try and set one okay. while I'm away. So I've got my first cryptic clue for the fans to have a go at here. Oh, here we go. This is a new feature you didn't mention. Let me get a pen and paper. Oh, well, I'm going to surprise you with this one. One across. <laughs> That's a good place to start. One minute. Yeah. Have we got to sit here and draw the bloody crossword as well? No, so what I've decided is to not limit myself with a grid. I'll give you one across, and then maybe next week I'll give you two down, and I'll tell you how many letters along from one across it starts. Okay, right. <laughs> Then you've got an endless cryptic crossword. Okay. Well, this isn't good if anyone's driving. Maybe go back to this moment. Make a note of where it yeah. is. You can draw your you can probably you can, tweet, you can tweet the clue out as well. Oh, yes, yes. We Are you be- ready? One across. Oh, I should find out how many letters it is. Hold on. We'll come back to the Twitter bit. Sorry, go on. One, two, three, four, five. Is that two or three letters? I can't read. I should really have done some <laughs> research here. The opposite of Carl Vorderman. Okay, it's eleven letters. One across, eleven letters. Okay. Okay. And again, this is my first ever cryptic clue, so expect it to be bad. I'm not sure if that means bad in an easy way or bad in a you'll never get it way. We'll find out. Freed children from ecstasy and raving MC Tapenard. I've honestly got no idea. Well obviously we already know that I don't I don't know what Tapenard means. Even the rest of it. <laughs> I thought it was topical, so I yeah, squeezed yeah. it in. It also means no one's going to get it, because clearly no one knows what Tapping Art is. <laughs> well, that's the great thing about cryptics, is you don't need to know everything. Like You can work it out from what you've got. I'm not going to lie. I honestly got no idea what cryptic crossword is, but I'll, I'll go with it, I guess. You've given me a bunch of words there from which I can try to make another word out of. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me just repeat it. Freed children... From Ecstasy and Raving MC Tapenard. Right, well, there you go. Good luck, everyone. If anyone does get it, feel free to tweet the answer to at Big Bicycle Trip on Twitter, at Big Bicycle Trip without the V, because it will make my day knowing someone somewhere has figured out clue I'll, one of many. I'll give it a go. But yeah, that is a good time to mention that we have set up um, a Twitter account that we mentioned last week. Um, with the kind of main purpose of it, well, main purpose of it was um, people to send you questions. So that's at Big Bicycle Trip. So if you have got any questions for Seb, send them over there and um, we'll pick some out and ask him. And also, <laughs> any ideas for Seb's crossword clue? <laughs> <laughs> humor me, people, please, humor me. <laughs> We're just going to get lots of people tweeting no to at Big Bicycle Trip. <laughs> <laughs> well or any messages of good luck because if you pass those on to me they always mean a lot when i'm having my panic attack blowing up my sleeping mat yeah yeah that'd be quite helpful actually quite nice people to you forgot anything to say to you all oh, not just questions about your trip but just message of support uh that'd be quite nice because it is quite tough i know it's kind of this is quite jokey chat but it is going to be quite tough yeah i'm hoping i'll get you used to it in the coming weeks i'm sure you'll be absolutely fine but it's been a quite a savage start. Yeah, I think once the weather picks up as well, it'll be a lot easier. Oh, my word. My mood literally now is completely in tune with the weather. As soon as the sun goes out, I'm like, right, here I come, Afghanistan. 
Lincoln Neil week. And then about like an hour Bruce later, Almighty when he finds out he's got powers. <laughs> <laughs> an hour later, I've had lunch, set off again, and suddenly the rain hits, and I'm just like, "Take me home." This was a terrible idea. Oh uh, well, now you're not know here that in German, don't you? That's handy. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> So I've pretty much told you everything there is. Sorry it couldn't have been more exciting. No, well, you've not had many days, actually, a travel interview, so I guess... Uh, you're... Yeah, this is the third episode, and I've still not really gone anywhere. You're not so. really cycled, yeah. <laughs> the big public transport trip. Well, I've done about 400 kilometres on the bike. Yeah, yeah. No, I, t- I jest. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, but before we go, I guess... We should be more professional about our podcast. and Yeah, I don't think we're taking it very seriously. And in my role now as head of marketing, it is we need a more professional product to get out there. So I think we should sign okay. up properly this time. Bearing in mind that it's probably still about 99.9% just family and friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we got uh, a couple of us in Spain, actually. I don't know anybody there. Do you, do you know anybody I don't there? know anybody there either. Oh, well, no? all out of you, Juan. <laughs> I think we get lost in now, haven't we? That's a shame. Oh, dear. <laughs> So make sure you're following the podcast so you get a notification when a new one's up. Yeah, please subscribe uh, or have a listen on Spotify, iTunes or wherever. If you've got any questions, tweet them to us at Big Bicycle Trip. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed. See you next week. Bye. Bye.